0: Good morning, how are we doing? Alright, how are you? What an epic journey that was. (laughs) Goodness me. Dropped something off at... um... Right, good morning, or hello, I am here with Andrew at A-Digital in his podcast studio. Bit of a treat for me, I just thought I'd come and crash. his little pad here, which is very, very cool. just to make a point, we are both follically challenged this morning. Neither of us have got our uh, hair pieces on. Must be something to do with the traffic. We've had to <laughs> We've yeah, we endured. This out. Out. And, and out, we've lost <laughs> an hour, I said earlier, didn't we, of our lives, which we'll never get back because we've both come from different directions. And it would have all been made easier, well, for me anyway, if we'd come on bikes. But anyway, that aside, Andrew is going to ask me, my Fred Witton, questions. So, into the questions. Right, well, I've sent you the questions, Andrew, so you might not be familiar with these unless you've watched... Well, of course, everybody watches the channel, so you'll have seen Helen's questions, and Simon's questions, I and Rory's questions. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. No pressure. Right, anyway, I'll let you be the question master.
1: Alright, here we go. So, first question. How many Fred Wittens have you done, and was
0: there a particular ride that stands out? Right, well, I've actually entered... I thought of this last night, because I have them all written on my yoga mat, all the times. I've written on my yoga mat four times, I actually entered it five times, but I hurt my knee so I couldn't take part in it, <laughs> um, but the most memorable one is probably going to be the first one, whereas when I got to Winlatter and I saw my wife, I thought I was going to cry because I was so in the Hurt Locker, it was just unreal. It hit the wall. <laughs> it was completely, it me by surprise, not done anywhere near, as Simon referred to in the previous podcast, nobody ever does enough training. So I hadn't done enough training, I was thinking about it too much, I'd gone up a hill which I'd probably only been up maybe once before on a road bike, (laughs) and yeah. So the first one was the worst, Yeah. but it was also the best because at the end my legs came alive and I loved it, so the first one was the worst and the best one.
1: And you get that huge sense of achievement, no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. Great, sounds good. So uh, second question then, which of the following do you pay most attention to leading up to and during the Fred? (laughs)
0: I've actually written some blurb down on my notes here and I've asked this question to other people and wondered what on earth am I asking this question for because it's a bit of a funny question because the question that I asked Helen she said about um, training and time on the saddle that isn't the answer to the question because the question was pacing, nutrition Yeah, I've just realised I've missed the end off (laughs) Yeah, well, no, 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 no no, no. (laughs) Well, it's pacing, nutrition Nutrition, pacing or tech Yeah, Yeah. Um, the tech is the one that I always worry about because on the day I can't control. I can control what I try and eat, but my body usually doesn't let me. And um, the pacing. I'm a bloke. I always go out too hard, too fast. Not like Helen, who you negative know, splits everything and sets off slow and gets faster as the day goes on. The tech is the one bit that I can sort of control. I always clean my bike and mm-hmm. I lube the chain and I make sure there's enough air in the tyres. After that, it's a bit of a lottery. Yeah. And everybody's in the same boat, so. I don't concentrate on anything except the thing that I know I can control, which is making sure my bike looks and feels right, and the rest is into the hand of the cycling gods.
1: Yeah, I, I <laughs> guess I guess with an event like that, there's always going to be a group of people with a
0: puncture, a chain yeah. snap. Yeah, well, or, well I've been on an event before. Whether it I was I was it was actually the last Fred Whitten I did the week after. There's a Yorkshire version of it, and I was on for an absolutely fantastic time because I'd got good legs from the following event with a week before and the Fred, and I was flying and then a guy had a crash and I lost 20 minutes. It's not his fault he had a crash. I had to stop for him. I felt like I had to stop. Um, other people stopped and we're all our, the time was still ticking. Yeah. You know, the clock yeah. starts when you set off and it finishes and ends when you stop and that clock was ticking and I sacrificed what I thought was gonna be this amazing time so that was out of my control. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Okay, uh, so moving
1: on then, question three. What is your favorite on the bike food?
0: I keep referring back to Helen. Helen said she's she's, <laughs> cause she's she's an absolute font of knowledge and she's done so much. But she said nothing too sugary, which I sort of agree because it gets a bit sickly and your hands get sticky and your pockets get sticky of sticky wrappers. Um, I tried, after listening to a canoe, uh, believe it or not, a canoe podcast, this guy who canoed around the UK and he used chorizo and he blew the budget on chorizo because it's the fat. Wow. Um, okay. Can't really... I tried pepperoni, it's uh, their uh, The pepperoni savoury thing that you put in your back pocket, that didn't really work. So, peanut butter sandwiches. Peanut butter sandwiches? Or, what do they call it, the Americans call it? Jelly where you put strawberry jam in? Jam and jelly, is it? What do they call it? I've written it down. Peanut butter jelly. (laughs) Peanut butter jelly sandwiches. So that works. Well, I can stomach it. Yeah, I
1: was going to
0: say, you can stomach it. and And a tip as well, if you make your sandwich, put it on your kitchen worktop and get a rolling pin. You, get, it down you can flatten bit. it down, it takes up less space, you can stick another one in there, and you can probably get three in the same space as an whole one. <laughs> anyway, that was a tip from another if cyclist. If you can manage three. Kendall. Yeah, if you can <laughs> stomach three, it was a big day out, I'm sure you can manage. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, um, so question four then. What's your favourite or worst part of the route, i.e. the climb, the view, or anything else? I love
0: the bit where you get to Sellafield, on a good day, and it all opens up, and you know you can't go any further, and the only way from there is home. Right. But arguably, that is also the worst bit, because you've ridden over cold fell, you've probably had a headwind, and it might not be sunny and lovely, and you might not feel like you can ride back from there. So, it's all a beautiful route. Yeah. It's amazing countryside. Like Simon said in his interview, the West Coast is really sort of dumbed down a bit. People put a bit of a negative spin on it, it's run down, it's more industrious, it's pretty and it's quiet. So if you're on a good day, if you can get out to the west coast on the Fred and have blue skies, I think for everybody that'll probably be one of the best bits. But yeah, for me, seeing Sellafield, wow, I've come a long way. I wouldn't usually come this way. Let's turn round and sort of head back. Yeah. Unfortunately it's over hard not on Rhinos, but I was gonna say, yeah, you've got the streets too. There's, a, yeah, there's a couple of little lumps in the way, but yeah, yeah, it is it's a magical route. The whole of it is fantastic.
1: Great stuff. Uh, so question five, what's been your best time? Right, well, so you've done
0: four, four, French yeah, if you call them successful. So this is bearing all now, <laughs> and it it's feels a little bit awkward saying this, because for someone who has done quite a bit of biking, the times aren't fantastic, but, 2000, Well, to answer your question, the fastest time, for me, is eight hours and 24 minutes, and that was just a normal run, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I think it was really cold that year, but previously, I've done, did I say eight minutes for you, 24? Eight hours. Eight, sorry, So eight hours 24. Eight, eight minutes would have been Eight impressive. minutes would have been ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so that was 2019 where I did eight hours 24. 2017 I did eight hours 48. 2012 I did nine hours 22. And then my very first one I did in 2009 which was nine hours 19. And I can categorically say I will go sub-eight hour, sub hours this year by not stopping at the feed zones. Okay. There is so much time lost, certainly the first one, Buttermere. You have to park your bike up at a place on the side of the road where there's a gap in the fence because there's all these other two and a half thousand cyclists trying to do the same thing. Right. You have to then negotiate the streams of people that aren't stopping, blasting through like the Kendall CC group and Helen and all that gang that are on a flyer get across, queue for your banana and you'd cut up orange which you would not normally eat on a cycling sportive or a say, big ride anyway and get your bottles filled up mm-hmm. and then get back across the traffic to get to find your bike to lift it back over the fence or wherever you've parked it to get on it and then ride up Newland. and that to me is where the time is lost in the feed zones that is out of the control of the organisers yeah. because they are restricted on where they can do it and that is a suitable place and a, I suppose a safe place it, The traffic is fairly minimal and the speeds are fairly low and um, But that to me is where I'm going to gain my first 20 minute loss So I will hopefully, my best time is this year
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> so you'll be looking at trimming about an hour off if you've got a few
0: Yeah, well few there's, three, there's three, there's three, no, there's two, there's two feed stops So there's Calder Bridge and there's Buttermere. If I can get a bottle refill and some fuel from somebody at the top of windlatter, i.e. my wife and son, that hopefully will get me through to Calder Bridge, where then I might just get a bottle filled up. But, like anything, I'm going to have to go and try it, guinea pig it, Mm. and see if I can do it, not on the day, have a trial run, and see if I can get around. But, yeah.
1: And load up on the jam and jelly.
0: Absolutely. And then hopefully, if I save all that time, I don't have a mechanical, because of course I could save all that. And then have a mechanical or a puncher. But anyway, so yes, eight hours twenty-four is the answer to that question. Excellent.
1: So final question then: Have you any gems, cycling secrets, or advice that you could share to help me and future Fred Witten Challenge riders in preparation for the next big ride? I don't think I'm going to be riding the Fred anytime soon.
0: No, but, but you could maybe you could maybe <laughs> aim to ride it. Yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> well. For, off that, you could actually ride it, they do a, a four seasons version, so you don't have to ride it on the day, you could ride it anytime you want, and I'm not sure if you pick up a dipper, or in fact, Rory, I think, Rory Black, who you know, he has actually put an app together, I think, in okay. collaboration with the Fred Whitton group, um, so I think you could actually log into this app and go and do the route. So you could do it, don't ever think you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, preparation, more training, more miles, bums on seats, there's no secret, is there? For someone who's just a dad, you know, the boss of a my own business, which is not getting any attention at the moment. Um, I don't know. There's no secret. Just get on the bike, ride the bike. One of those you just have to do it. Jump yeah. in. Get on with it.
1: Feet first. I think
0: I think some maybe some bigger rides leading up to it. I've entered an event prior to it. I will try and allocate a day to go and have a big day out. So yeah, there we go. Great. I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Hope cool. it goes well, hope you get good weather down the coast. Thank you, thanks Andrew, and thanks for asking the questions as well. Oh, you're more than welcome. And thanks for this fantastic studio. Not a problem. Right, well, that concludes this interview with me, uh, which is just weird because Andrew was asking me the questions. Um, I use my equipment in this studio, which is absolutely amazing. You'll have seen some of the tech that he's got here. So really grateful, Andrew, for letting me use your space. No, you're welcome. So, <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, and the uh, studio is available for, um, for podcasts. Uh, so, uh, give us a good shout out. I will, thank you very much. <laughs> there will be details for Andrew's facility, his business, in the description below. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, which Andrew also has a podcast, his podcast will be in the description below as well, um, you can get in touch with him, get in touch with me through all the normal channels. And hopefully, you've subscribed. Make sure you like. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Simon Thomas, the Lake District Velo Guide. Make sure you subscribe. And this was an audio extract taken from my YouTube channel, Simon Thomas, the Lake District Velo Guide. You can find me on the usual social channels, and also you can spot me on the Patreon. See you next time.